Hello humans, hello humans. Wednesday, April 19th, a little after 7.30. Heading in to do uh, chores for the week and to have a couple of meetings. Unfortunately, also have to go and deal with local government. Well, state government, same difference. Never a good thing. You know, it's just terrible. Um, the good news, well, there was a, a very interesting uh, uh, interview with um, by Greg Hunter with um, Charles Nenner. He's a, uh, a financial guy. I have to apologize for the noise here from the system, uh, from the air conditioning system here, because i got to have heat. It was 32 degrees on the beach, and we've had, like, uh, maybe the last nine days, we've had uh, freezing weather off and on all day, hailstorms, snow, sleet, freezing rain, and more rain. I mean, in this particular episode, which was like, um, they call it an event on my little weather monitoring thing, and in this particular event, um, I think we've had... 4.9 inches of water in like the last three days all told so anyway it's it's cold out here and uh, you know gotta love global warming so there have been a um, number of surveys uh, that come on out and then there's some practical surveys okay so uh, there was a survey that um, was throughout um all of Europe, and it was basically asking everybody, uh, are you buying all of the climate crisis stuff? And some 61% said that uh, there was no basis at all uh, for, this was a official MSM kind of survey, you know, um, quantified the whole, you know, data analysis, all of that. A quasi-legit survey, really. And 61% of the European uh, adults, um, and they're, they're defining adults as um, they would accept anybody 13 years or older in their survey. And so you're catching these younger generations. But anyway, so, you know, 61% said, no, climate crisis is a religion. It's not a reality. And there's no need to go along with the, all this horse shit. And so that was one level of um, uh, survey. And then uh, they had another level of survey, which was within the uh, German Democratic Republic there where they um, wanted a referendum to uh, continue in you know basically they wanted the people's blessing to continue in on the WEF um, you know uh, climate engineering climate crisis shit right and so uh, they had their referendum and it failed miserably because the way the German referendums are set up if you don't vote, it's basically counted as a vote against the referendum. And so uh, so it required, these are just, it's a beautiful way to deal with referendums, right? Uh, because uh, you must have the populace engaged in an active level in order to get the, the uh, proposal to go forward. If they're lackadaisical about it, or you don't have any enthusiasm and stuff, it'll usually fail. This failed by a massive 82%. So 82% of the voters in Germany either didn't vote or they voted against 
the qualifying referendum for uh, climate crisis. And so they just don't believe it. Then, of course, a few weeks later, <laughs> the German government shuts down their nuke plants. But that didn't get a hold, guys. They're going to resurrect those nuke plants so fucking quick. Uh, it'll be before the end of the year, and they'll do it quietly. Uh, because we're going to get into this major energy crisis stuff this fall. And they'll have to buy uh, energy from um, Russia. Uh, well, I mean, from Finland and all these other places. Um, France and so on. And the Germans are going to pay... 40, 50, 60, 70 percent more uh, per kilowatt hour. And the German government's going to collapse over this issue. Um, basically, just like the South American or South African uh, uh, government is about ready to collapse over the electricity issue. People get really upset when they don't have electricity and uh, they take it out on government once they're used to it, right? So, our uh, situation here in the U.S. is that we're going to go through a lot of these. Uh, issues uh, starting this year. So you can think of us right now as a collapsing American empire the same way that the Soviet empire collapsed under uh, Gorbachev, right? And so uh, as the Soviet empire collapsed, they couldn't afford shit, their central bank collapsed, their money was worthless, and all of the other countries that were part of the union broke away. Now, I don't suspect that the Union of the United States is going to break apart. I don't think that's going to happen. That's, that doesn't seem to be in the nature of what we're going to have to go through. Um, we have a very unique situation, much different from Russia, but has some similarities. And it took Russia 20 years to overcome the uh, collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, get itself back on, its, um, on a sound footing, and proceed from there. And they've been hard cases ever since. Uh, so Russia right now, it's dangerous to be an open homosexual, right? I mean, to be flaunting it. So they don't tolerate uh, pride and sexuality parades. And they'll beat the crap out of you if you try and do this shit. Uh, because they, they went through it in the um, run-up to the Soviet Union, and, how, and they understand that this is a, a, a weapon against culture to promote deviancy, and as does the CCP. So maybe it was two years ago, maybe three, somewhere in that period of time, uh, that Xi Jinping and the, um, uh, the Communist uh, Party of China uh, started uh, putting the clamps down on uh, deviant sexual behavior of all kinds. Now, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that it's out of the public uh, within the um, CCC uh, system, CCP system, right? So, uh, again, it is uh, Xi Jinping said, you know, I don't want weak men, you know, basically because he knows we're going to war, that we've got war here and you don't, you don't fight wars with these kind of people. They've, they've had the... Um, uh, like, you know, so right now, the communists in America uh, use the uh, Tranifa as their uh, brown shirts, as their enforcing arm. And, you know, the police will stand aside and let the Tranifa beat the shit out of you, right? And so, in my way of thinking is, we're at that level, and um, at level of the breakdown, uh, this is the, the most dangerous part of the breakdown, in my opinion. Okay, 
uh, in the general social thing. And this is a, an affectation, this is an aspect of the, um, the breakdown of the dollar. And all this stuff relates to the uh, degradation of the currency and it's going to get a lot worse and so on. But I'm really optimistic because uh, we're in this very dangerous period now, but it's going to be relatively brief and the things that are causing it to be dangerous will fade away with the dollar. So right now you cannot defend yourself in some states without the Soros-backed um, prosecutors charging you for self-defense, charging you for various forms of murder, aggravated assault, and so on, just for defending yourself. They don't want you to think you can defend yourself from the tranny fob. So when they unleash the, unleash the tranny fob, they want you to just cower and get yourself beat, right? They want you submissive and, and uh, their slaves. And so if you try and defend yourself against tranny fa now, you might get a prosecution. It's happening in all these blue states. Well, uh, yeah, that can happen. And the courts are captured, so they will convict you, right? So the courts are, convic are, are captured, and they have this uh, thing they call jury diversity. So you got to have juries that are uh, not juries of your peers, as is... Um, uh, described in our constitutional approach, but rather juries of select racial groups, okay? And so this isn't going to work. All this shit's going to... It can't last very long. We're at peak insanity relative to um, uh, the, the government and what they're doing. It's, for instance, it's come out now about all of the Biden trafficking. Everybody knows they're pedophiles. The whole family is um, captured by China, uh, they're all serious, uh, you know, sexual deviants, as are the whole of the deep state. That's how they um, blackmail people, all of this kind of stuff, right? Even the normies are starting to recognize this. So as it progresses, uh, we will see that the, the um, Democrats will try and steal another election. Uh, but we're, as I had forecast, we're starting to see a lot of the Democrats peel away from the, uh, the party right from the wackiness, the insanity of the Communist Party having taken over the Democrats. And so they're now becoming Republicans. And this could have put a big uh, hitch in the get-along for the takeover of the USA. And so I, I don't suspect that that will happen. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, and it's going to get uh, seriously goofy as we go forward. But like I say, this is the most dangerous period uh, it probably will last a little little while. Maybe this whole period's going to last 12 months. It's hard to say. Uh, it will end with the uh, dollar degrading everything such that the enforcement arm of the communist uh, falls away. So part of their enforcement arm are the useful idiots that are occupying roles in uh, prosecutorial offices that just do what they're told or the officers on the in law enforcement that just do what they're told and don't think about what's actually going on. And so uh, as these people and all the other people become affected by no dollars, no paycheck, etc., etc., and believe me, this is going to be the most horrific uh, uh, financial crash you can ever imagine, right? This will be Worse than 1929 plus 1933 bond crash put together because it's going to be across all of the Western uh, liberal republics that are all based on a, um, uh, a petrodollar. And so the petrodollar is dead and uh, its corpse is falling now and it'll be a while before it goes kawump and we all recognize this, but it won't be that long. 
And so I suspect, you know, at that point, we've got horrific problems, okay? So, like, seriously horrific problems relative to the money because we owe so much in the way of debt globally. Now, there's interesting wrinkles to all of this, right? Because we run, our Federal Reserve has no assets. It has no, its balance sheet is basically all debt itself. It has nothing that it owns. But the United States government and the United States people own the gold in Fort Knox and all these other places. We own gold and this kind of thing. And so we can have, and we can have a recovery that can be relatively straightforward and relatively easy, but we've got to overcome all of the, uh, the communist insurrectionist guys and all of that sort of thing while we're attempting to rebuild the economy in this. Uh, I suspect we'll do the isolation bit like um, George Washington, where we just start cutting ties. Now, the good news for me is that as this dangerous period goes away, uh, so right now I, as an old guy, I have to worry about defending myself against any of these uh, whacked out tranny dudes or the um, uh, the opiated uh, homeless, right? The opiated homeless mostly are not a problem. They're mostly supplicants asking for money. They're usually not too aggressive. Now, the trannies, that's a different issue. I've had run-ins with these fuckers already uh, because they're, they're just too wired on all this hormonal crap. Just as an aside on that, um, so the idea is escalation for uh, defending yourself, right? So if you take a cane and you defend yourself when, when a tranny gets too aggressive and you whop them quite seriously and cause damage, uh, damage or injury, when they come and um, try and hassle you, you can stand up and say, take me to court. I don't care what kind of a jury you've got. I'm an old man with a cane. And that, you know, that six foot two tranny um, uh, got what he deserved. And let's see you prosecute me on this. I'm going to raise a holy stink, right? Because you are the victim, then you can claim the that victim status, which is what they all run on. If you, if you can take victim status away from any of these people, they got nothing, okay? And they think that because they're a victim, they can weaponize the uh, compassion and get the um, uh, the whole thing going their way. Anyway, though, so it's escalation. So take a cane. Maybe you've got a concealed weapon of some other form. And so you use the cane and stuff first before you get into any more deadly force in attempting to defend yourself. So like I say, you escalate up based on the level of threat to keep your, to minimize the um, potential for legal repercussions for doing what nature says, which is to defend oneself, right? Anyway, so um, uh, one of the things you can use is handheld tasers. Uh, the, um, you know, the uh, shoot them out gun kind of tasers are fine, but that presumes someone's 15 or 20 feet away from you. Uh, uh, a friend of mine got uh, jumped the other day by uh, two people that were um, aggressive uh, opiate addicts and uh, he got the shit kicked out of him part of his, the skin on his skull was, was cut open uh, you know really a bad situation for an old man um, he was saved by employees of the store he was going into um, that, that just couldn't stand this going on and came on out and, and stopped it all but uh, he would have been able to, to deal with it uh, if he and, and he had on his person uh, one of these gun kind of stun gun kind of tasers, but they jumped him from behind a, a tent uh, that there are a bunch of tents in front of this story was going into. Um, 
where the homeless were camped out on the sidewalks because there's a large overhang that uh, protects them there, right? Anyway, um, but he got jumped and um, so would never have had the opportunity to, to be able to stand back far enough to use that stun gun as an effective weapon. And so in my way of thinking, one of these handheld stun guns and um, uh, a holster are in your pocket and uh, they just cause a great deal of pain. They may not knock the guy off his feet, but they're going to cause him so much pain that um, they won't, uh, uh, won't think very uh, aggressive about attacking you, right? They'll be very much hesitant in the future. Um, I've got one of these stun guns. I, I think it's called like Viper Tech or something. It's so, um, it has a rechargeable battery. That's another thing with the uh, stun guns that you shoot like a pistol or something uh it's basically a one shot and you have to put on a new uh taser head on it even if you've got juice in the battery uh so you have to sort of like reload so they're a single shot kind of a thing uh the um little handheld tasers um uh, if it's got a decent enough battery can strike repeatedly so you can you can zap someone repeatedly it may not knock them down the way the stun gun um does um but it will certainly deter them from coming at you aggressively. And um, some of these stun guns also, like the one I've got, they've got sharp points on them and so on. But <laughs> the one I've got is so um, so powerful that uh, uh, when it was used on a, on a dog, it set, you know, it burned part of the dog's um, fur. And uh, people that have accidentally touched them when they're, uh, you know, charging or putting them in their pocket or whatever on the business end can get their skin burned just on little contact. So, so this is a, a way where you can actually go on in. If you had to defend yourself, you'd say, look, you know, I knew I was facing danger. I'm not an idiot. I didn't, I legally, I could carry a pistol, but I didn't. I carried a, um, a taser because I don't want to kill anybody. I could have killed this motherfucker six or eight different ways, but I didn't. I just tased his ass. And so he's suing me and that's fine. Let him sue me, you know, and then I'll uh, I'll fight without an attorney, and uh, I'll get him, and then I'll counter sue him. Right, that shuts them right down. Uh, so if you get sued by anything, even a prosecutor. So if you get sued by a prosecutor for self-defense, you can in fact sue the prosecutor for malfeasance, um, and it causes them a fit, even if you don't win. It causes them a fit because of the procedures that must be done and the shit that is activated by you doing that in the court case. And it throws their court case against you, which is illegal. And, you know, they're trying to ram it through past a, um, uh, uh, a captured jury uh, to get you convicted in order to support their uh, communist uh, agenda shit here, right? Where they have all the populace cowed. Um and so uh, that um, uh, that really derails uh, all of their stuff, causes extra work. They get into more problems, et cetera, et cetera. And you can really bog these fuckers down. So I won my uh, motion to dismiss from Corey uh, the Butthead Goods lawsuit against me uh, because I was smart enough to see the loopholes in, or to see the vulnerabilities in the way the judges and stuff worked, and I did not. I mean, all of the words were that I put into my uh, motion to dismiss and then my um, uh, motion for injunctive relief uh, that followed it um, were all against, you know, Corey Good's uh, batshit uh, crazy lawsuit. But the actual, so that was the, that was the 
face of it, but my tactic and my strategy was to maneuver and use procedure against the court itself, such that it was not in their interest to keep me in that suit, no matter what. And so that's what I did, right? And so I just set it up so that uh, it was not in their interest whatsoever, and um, they kicked me loose and said, yeah, 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 you, you know, your motion to dismiss is valid. He has no claims against you. And so now if Corey Good wants to uh, sue me for his, you know, um, uh, batshit cult crap, uh, he's going to actually have to come to Washington State and spend money to do it. Money he does not have, by the way, because he's an idiot. Anyway, though, so uh, you can defend yourself. You can you can game the system. Uh, it is better to have your plans, in my opinion, in gaming ahead of time, such that you know you carry your your cane and then you've got your um, uh, uh, your taser, and then maybe you've got a knife, and then maybe you've got a pistol. So if it really escalates, you can you know just step it up. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this is the dangerous part of the. Uh, collapse of the American Empire, a la the collapse of the Soviet Empire, and after this dangerous period is gone, there will be a different kind of a dangerous period where there will be uh, lawlessness. Okay, so right now we don't have lawlessness. We have a um, tuned um, legal system that supports the power elite and their agenda against the people but it is still a form of law that is functioning. So they'll, they'll send people out to arrest you, right? Uh, soon we'll get to the point where there won't be anybody to send and there won't be anybody willing to listen to those that would send. So we'll get to the point where not only will Democrats flee the Democrat party in much greater numbers, and we're approaching that in just months, um, but We'll also get to the point uh, a few months after that where even if you are uh, a prosecutor or maybe even a, a sheriff or a chief of police and you order somebody to go and arrest somebody else, it doesn't happen uh, because it's too dangerous. You don't have the manpower. They're not being paid or they're just going to tell you, fuck, no, I ain't going to go and arrest old Joe out there. He's done nothing. You know, tell that prosecutor in uh, Olympia to fuck himself. Uh, you know, we're just not going to do that. So the counties will rebel, right? Because the counties themselves usually, even, you know, in spite of the county commissioners being, uh, you know, bought by the mother weth and all of that, the people that actually have to do the work are not stupid. And mostly here in the United States, we're armed. And it's going to come to that point where those arms will um, be a factor in our politics. They're a hidden factor now. Pretty soon they're going to be an out in the open sort of factor, right? And uh, we're going to go back, uh, in my opinion, to a brief period of lawlessness that will resemble the old Wild West, uh, people packing guns and this sort of thing. How long that lasts, I don't know. Um, it's going to depend on how, well, it's going to depend on a lot of things, and no need to go into that at the moment. But uh, So we're in this dangerous period, our empire is collapsing the same way the Soviets did, we will shed our external states of um, our external countries, right? So we'll shed any uh, serious connection to uh, Guam, to the Philippines, to uh, Taiwan. We ain't going to be able to do shit uh, for the old American empire, right? Nor will the American people feel that uh, inclined to put 
their few treasures that are left in pursuit of the Mother Weffer's uh, globalist idea. So globalism is dying. It's dead. The globalists just don't know it yet. Uh, they may know it, but they're not reacting to it. They, they have yet to accept that, um, that, that the whole thing is dead. Maybe as um, you know, Biden leaves and all of this sort of thing as this um, period of mass chaos starting in May comes in, um, maybe we'll have a, a, a radical change and things will be revolutionary where you know huge amounts of stuff will happen and um, in a very short period of time and we'll, we'll do stuff. We'll end up isolating the U.S. to rebuild just the way the Soviet Union collapsed and Russia isolated itself for nearly 20 years and uh, set about rebuilding. And Russia said, no, we're not going to let the uh, fake central banks with their fake money steal our natural resources by giving us their fake money. And so we demand real goods. The United States is going to go back that way too. So after all this is done, 20 years from now, this is going to be just a kick-ass country. And I do not believe we will ever attempt to be number one. I don't think that the American people will ever accept um, the rejiggering, the recreation of the American empire uh, that the globalists have created after, over these last um, hundred years. But we'll see how it goes. Um, so, you know, get your fuel, get your food, um, get ammo, uh, get precious metals, get cryptos, protect yourself and your assets, um, get a community around you so that if um, the you know if some asshole government dictator fellow tries to come and do something you've got people that will push back for you and uh, settle in for the long haul and start thinking about how we're going to rebuild there's going to be great opportunities here I think in the rebuilding um, as I say it's going to be really cool uh, we're going to finally shed in my opinion all of the crap that they um, they put us in since the 40s and the 50s. So the United Nations is going to drop off. We won't give a shit about the United Nations because we're not going to pay for it. If we don't pay for it, who will? Is Russia going to pony up money just to keep the UN running? No. The United States, in spite of everything they say, pays for 90% of all of the bills of the UN. Both its facilities here in the United States, but it's also the personnel, the salaries, everything. Uh, so the UN will fade away very rapidly. So uh, it will be one of the, in, and all of its NGOs, all the non-governmental agencies that it fun funnels our money to, uh, are going to disappear. So this will be a very great period for us because instantly, as soon as the dollar dies, we don't service those debts anymore that the globalists have obligated us to. So as the dollar dies, we're not going to pay the UN. Or we'll pay it and it won't matter because it won't be able to, to pay its own fucking rent with the dollars that we give it. And there won't be shit it can do. The International Monetary Fund right now is planning on the... Okay, so the Democrats, the Biden regime, is planning to crash the stock market, and the bond market, it's, it's planning to crash both of those the day after the Republicans vote to not raise the debt ceiling. And this is going to cause a great deal of consternation. The International Bank of International Settlements, the International Monetary Fund, they cannot believe that this would actually occur. They can't believe that, that, the, that they would allow 
the crash of the, um, the monetary system here because there will be no recovery. And so the Democrats won't be able to recover the monetary system if they crash it. It's a last, da- um, last gasp of desperation of uh, the communists, um, the Communist Democratic Party of America. And um, uh, it's their, their last desperate act as a large governing body. So they'll crash the stock market the day after this vote. All right. Um, as they do so, uh, that's going to have huge repercussions all around our country, of course. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, we have a point of leverage. All right. So this is just an interesting idea. Uh, you can follow it up. I think it's worthwhile. Uh, the idea is that we have leverage here now uh, because they won't admit that they're going to crash the markets, that they're planning on it. But we know they are. There's all kinds of signs that they're doing this, getting ready for it. We have a few weeks. In my opinion, if we could get... Uh, so we sh- so my opinion is that, that we should bring this out as a weapon, as a tactic. And we should say, we know what you're going to do. And we tell this to them in advance. And then also tell them, we're going to tell you right now what we're going to do if you do that. And what we're going to do is go on a big bender of public outrage and all of this to end the fit. And so you can also, you can, in my opinion, you can get the... Um, um, the millennials, all the, or all these kids, um, involved with the um, the whole program here by pointing out that if we kill the Fed, if we if we destroy the Federal Reserve and get rid of it, so if they crash the markets, there's no longer four hundred one k's, there's no longer Social Security, so we don't need the Fed. We don't give a shit about the Fed at that point. Their usefulness is gone. They're not maintaining employment now. They're not doing anything for the country. They're just raping us of all of the money, taking ninety eight percent of our purchasing power out of our our money in order to give it to foreigners. So we don't need these fuckers. And so we could actually, as a people, we could crush the Fed. Uh, it could be crushed by any number of mechanisms, but I think we could scare the shit out of the Democrats and throw a huge uh, monkey wrench into their uh, operation by letting them know that we know what they're going to do and that our response is going to to, uh, create something trending that they won't be able to ignore or uh, do anything about, and that would be a giant in the Fed um, uh, wave through this body politic through the social order. So if, for instance, we had in the Fed trending on Twitter day after day after day ahead of this um, uh, vote on the um, extension of the federal government's ability to get debt, if we did that, that's going to let them know, right? All of those Democrats are going to start shitting their pants because we could tell them, um, we know you're planning on crashing the markets, if you crash the markets, this is going to be our response, right? So bring it, dudes. It's up to you. Crash the markets. We know what you're going to do. And so we'll just take you over. That will just be the end of it because everybody will buy gold and silver. Everybody will get out of the, the money. And of course, if we do this, if we have this trending discussion about ending the Fed and the upcoming market crash here in May, 
ahead of them attempting to do that, we could, number one, dissuade them from doing that, which throws a huge problem into their, their plans, right? And it doesn't give them that oomph that they need. It will also expose them, and in that process, it would hopefully get so many uh, normies nervous that they would go out and buy gold and silver and crypto and so on just to get, because they understand what's going on, finally get their act uh, together and get out of the dollar. And so they could participate in de-dollarization, so we would have fewer normies to take care of afterwards. Uh, the normies would be uh, a little bit more educated. The... Um, Evil ones, the, the Communist Party of America would, would be put on notice that we're watching them. Their plans may be derailed, because I don't know that they would do it if we're all watching them. They're sneaky bastards, and, but they're paranoid and scared. And you can see that we could actually actively take part in the war against the communists. So anyway, just an idea, guys. Um, it may, I've got my first stop here. i got to go and do some stuff. Um, so in my opinion, it's really worth the effort right? It's, it's worth the effort to get on the PC and get on Twitter and True Social and Facebook and all these things and just keep putting out the notice that we know what you're doing. You know, trend this motherfucker, right? In the Fed. And uh, now that we're getting into this level of escalation on the other stuff. Anyway, I'm here now. I got to do stuff. It's a long day. Fucking government involved. Yeah. Anyway, talk to you guys later.